Guardians. Tonight on The Destiny Show, we welcome a cosplayer legend in the Destiny 2 community. From bringing Varix the Loyal to life, to his amazing feature at Bungie's Destiny Community Focus, Omniprops is no stranger to the world of Destiny 2. He is an amazing guardian, and we're so, so excited to share his destiny journey tonight on the destiny show omniprops welcome in how are you i'm doing super fabulous right now thank you for asking super excited to be here talking with you making new friends so it's all about absolutely and guardians we're going to learn about omniprops and his journey in the destiny community we're going to learn much more about what he does and we're going to talk Destiny tonight. We have a new update from Bungie. We're going to talk about Crucible. We're going to talk about King's Fall. No, not King's Fall. Crota's End. We're going to talk about so many things tonight. We have a big weekly update from Bungie and so much more. So, so excited to have you join us tonight on the podcast. And Shadow Price, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, just been. Uh having fun and well trying to get some things done in crota crota's m getting all my essences i mean i only have five right now so the grind continues but happy that the raid is back in the game and i kind of like the changes they did with it although i would like the drop rate for the essences to be a little higher but that's about it but yeah happy to be here absolutely and we also got my good friend omniprops on the show, we're going to share his story and so much more. But Guardians, before we do, we got a couple of PSAs here on the podcast. Happy birthday, Destiny. Tomorrow, Destiny 1 turns 9. It's hard to imagine that on the 9th of September in 2014, Destiny 1 Crazy. was born. And man, it's been a wild, wild journey here. Happy birthday to Destiny. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's nine years. Seriously. Man. Can't Do you remember what you picked nine years ago? For nine years. Like, yeah. I, so hard to fathom. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we've been here for nine years now. It's been an amazing journey in this community, in this game. Such a pleasure, such a blessing to to be a part of this amazing journey here in Destiny. And I never imagined playing any one game for nine years. That's that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, it's strange. It's like it's surreal, but I mean, it's kind of just become a part of uh, who we are. <laughs> Yeah, Destiny's broken that fourth wall for a lot of people. <laughs> this podcast was born out of Destiny, so I mean, yeah. it's... I don't even want to know how many hours I put into this game. I mean, recently I've just been told the amount of hours I put Destiny 2, and now I've learned what, how many hours I put on Destiny 1 as well, and it's... <laughs> I am very proud of what I do in my free time that is playing Destiny, so... <laughs> How many hours is it? No judgment. I don't even know how many hours. It was. 
it's okay. it was intense. It was crazy. <laughs> I want to say some of the hours were just sitting in orbit, but I say, tell that to myself so I don't feel as bad. So that's a good point. I've I've spent quite a few hours sitting in orbit myself, so I can relate to that. But nonetheless, you've definitely spent thousands of hours in this game, in this world that we all love to be a part of with Destiny. And Destiny 2, shout outs to Destiny 2. Destiny 2 had a birthday celebration just a couple days ago. So it's been a lot of birthdays for Bungie and Destiny. Really an exciting time to be a guardian in this community. We got Season of the Witch in full force. And uh, it was September 6th, right? September 6th, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just a couple days ago. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey. Bungie, thank you so much for Destiny. We are so, so grateful for this game, for this community, and for all that Destiny has brought to us with friendships, with loot, and in so many hours of countless fun and good times. And Guardians, a couple more PSAs. This month is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and we are teaming up with the amazing guardians at St. Jude to help support the efforts of helping raise awareness and also raise uh, funds for St. Jude with the important work that they do for all the little children fighting cancer every single day. St. Jude is at the forefront of supporting children battling cancer in their greatest need. And we are proud to team up with them to host giveaways, to create an amazing campaign together called Guardians for Gold. Make sure to check that out on the Twitters and show us your Guardian wearing gold. We are going to be picking winners all month long and we're giving away some exclusive emblems. Thank you, Bungie, for supporting our campaign and for providing us with really cool emblems to give away to the community. So make sure wear gold and show us support for St. Jude. You can also make a donation by visiting destiny.show slash gold to support the amazing, amazing work that St. Jude does in the community. And also we are giving away a copy of a new game that just came out. We talked about it briefly before the show, and it's called Starfield. And man, have I been enjoying that game. So much fun. And if you want your chance to win Starfield, make sure to check us out over at Twitter. We're going to be giving away copies of Starfield uh, next week. So make sure to enter that giveaway for your chance to win. And also, we got a little... Little little milestone that we're celebrating today. We just reached 30,000 amazing guardians following us over on our Twitter. Thank you so, so much for joining us on this incredible journey. It has been a wild, wild ride. We're so grateful for you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for following and for listening to our podcast. We are so, so grateful for all of you. And we just want to express our gratitude for every guardian who has 
supported us on the show, on Twitter, and in the amazing Destiny 2 community. So thank you, Guardians, so, so much for being here. We appreciate you. And Guardians, we're going to get the show on the road because we have a lot to talk about. We're going to kick things off with our discussion with the Guardians. So Omniprops, I hope you're ready. So ready. Hit me with it. So first question we got for you. How did you get started in Destiny? Uh, this question is going to bring me nostalgia, man. Uh, I mean, I've always been a Xbox guy ever since I was like 10 years old. I started probably like 11. Um, I started playing Halo Reach, which is my introduction to Bungie's work. And that game gripped me like a vice. This is my favorite, probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, And then I played the other Halo games, like Halo 4 was coming out. And then I've been hearing about this new game that Bungie's working on. It's like a space RPG. And at the time, I didn't even know what an RPG stand for. So I'm like, or stood for. So I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I guess I'm... I guess I'm go for it because Bungie makes good work, right? Uh, so Destiny came out and I was instantly hooked. Um, a really good memory I had um, during the time I was playing um, Destiny, the beta, with one of my good friends of mine during the time. Um, you might even be watching the stream right now. So, uh, Ahmed, if you're out there, this one for you, bud. <laughs> but uh, I remember waking up at seven in the morning in the queue to join the beta and ever since then i was instantly hooked i selected hunter never looked back and it just i just instantly fell in love with the world of destiny and uh, i guess this question could or my response could also go towards my cosplay side of things because Whenever I play something or get involved with something, I always try to find a way to implement it to my crafts and whatnot. So the first time I saw all the loot that you can acquire in this game, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much. I want to build a ball. So <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty much my start. I mean, I'm sure this was a start for many other Guardians out there by starting in the beta. Some start in the alpha um, if you're on PlayStation. But uh, yeah, that was my start and it was, I never looked back and I'm very grateful for the introduction of Destiny in my life. That's really cool. And I can very much relate to that because we also started playing during the beta in D1 many moons ago in July of 2014. And I, I still remember... They had this the entire week available for, for you to play the game. And then like that Sunday, they opened up the moon and we were just exploring the moon and playing the first light um, PvP mission. It's been such a wild, wild journey. I never imagined that we would still be here playing this game back then. Um, but it's been an incredible journey as we get closer and closer to the final shape. So Omniprops, I'm curious, how did you first get into cosplaying? How did that hobby come about? 
Yeah, so pretty much I've always had a knack for building things. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I always loved playing with Legos and anything to do with building something and build it for end result that's super cool that you can proudly display on your wall or, you know, as a kid, you you get two pieces of cardboard or use a stick and you could think of it as a sword and you're super proud of it. So that's how my mentality was ever since when I was a kid. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's still the same to this day. But um, my first ever, I guess, introduction to the world of cosplay um, would be, I remember going on YouTube and just watching different cosplayers during the time, specifically um, Impact Props, which you might be aware of who they are. They do, they made a really good Master Chief cosplay, and they do funny skits with him and whatnot. And they were very, very influential. Um, I mean, my name is Omniprops, as you could tell. But they were super inf- influential to what I wanted to do. And uh, I also watched a show called Mythbusters, and Adam Savage and his personality is just super. It's, it just took me over with. Um, he has a very famous quote saying. I reject your reality and substitute it to my own. So. Hearing this coming out of Adam Savage and watching impact props, I'm like. What if I build my own stuff? I don't care what people are going to say. I want to build my own stuff. I don't care if it's not Halloween. I'll build a whole costume in the month of July, right? Um, so I started off with just making very basic costumes out of just what I had in my closet. I had cardboard. I had some poster board. You know, I made it work. I made a... I was, I'm a big Zelda fan, so I made a, a Link costume. Very bare bones. Um, I'm sure the picture is <laughs> out there somewhere. But I think it was like like green bed sheets and, you know, like a little foam sword from the dollar store. But I was super proud of it. I thought I was Link from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> um, but uh, wrapping up the question. When I saw when I started playing Xbox and playing in the world of Halo, there were characters that really stood out to me, um, such as any of the armored characters uh, specifically the odsts and that was when i decided to build my first foam costume and ever since then working with foam costumes has been my specialty and i have a picture somewhere in my my twitter profile um showing it off but it's it, it was made out of this cardboard and very basic like floor mat foam that you would put like you would see like in a nursery room or whatnot um and then destiny came out and i'm like i'm gonna do the same thing and you know every time you build something you get better over time and i decided to build up my hunter during the time he had a red cloak he had the iron banner chest armor when the first iron banner came around and that's what ultimately really started omniprops was building that costume i'm like whoa i can actually do this i can i remember wearing my full costume to my high school during the time and people are like, where did you buy that? I made it. They're like, whoa. So um, ever since then, I feel like that was the day that Omniprops was really born of people seeing my costumes. And they're like, 
how did you do that? It's like from like a video game fantasy. You just put it to real life. I'm like, exactly. That's what I want to do. And it's, I really want to share it to you guys and to spread all the cosplay love. So yeah, that's pretty much my cosplay lore origin story, I guess. That's pretty awesome. Wow. It's amazing how you started just kind of bootstrapping, not really being a professional costume designer and just wanting to celebrate the games that you love to play. And that's such a admirable thing that that's really cool. And when did you start cosplaying? What year was that? I mean, when I started cosplay, I would say I was in eight, nine, but I would definitely say like cosplaying under the brand of Omniprops uh, pretty much around when Destiny 1 came out. So I guess almost nine years, eight years. Nice. Yeah. And to follow up with that, what is the one thing about cosplaying that most Guardians would never know about? <laughs> there's there's definitely lots of things. Um, I guess the most obvious one that uh, I could say is it takes time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people look at costumes and they're like, hmm, you, sh- you should have been using this shader or, oh, it should have been this way. You, you got to understand that it takes a lot of time to build these costumes and that and it's it's an art that a lot of people would not really think about first because when you think of the word art you think of you know visual arts or you know music or whatnot graphic yeah. art exactly so um i remember when the day bungie for their uh community uh like artists of the week they started implementing cosplay and i was super thrilled because that was you know a good way to show the cosplay community that hey this is also art right so it should definitely be treated as such uh i guess that's my 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 big thing is that cosplay is art it really is yeah it's it makes sense that it's art because you're you're building something you know like you're constructing it putting it together and then displaying it for everyone and it's it's not even just like displaying it as well. It's also just when you go to a con, right? When, for example, I mean, we'll talk about this later. When I'm Varix, I'm not just dressed up as Varix and walking around. I am Varix. I am walking around as the Elixir. I have a speaker that's in the costume with the voice lines. I'm reacting to the voice lines. And mm-hmm. it's also theatrical, right? I mean, I also had a degree in, uh, a college degree in theater, but actually not acting is more like backstage work and construction, but just being around the energy of acting and how to move your body to what character you're playing as it really helped out. Um, so yeah, there's, there's so much that goes into just cosplaying that many might not think of. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. Cause I, I wouldn't think of any of this. <laughs> and is it really difficult to, create a costume like like what is the process like for you to 
take an idea for a character like Varix and then to bring that to life? Like, where, where do you even begin? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the basic thing that I always tell people is please, please, please cosplay characters that you have a personal, like, traction to. Don't cosplay characters just so you can stand out or go with the norm. Like, do a character that you love and that you would actually be proud of in the end of the day. Not, not I'm not dissing anyone, you know, cosplaying popular characters. In fact, I encourage that. But yeah, in the end of the day, you have to make sure that you love the work that you do. And when you have all your costumes lined up or all your props you have lined up, it should make your inner child smile. So I always try to make sure um, the character I choose is special to me. And Varric specifically was special because that was he was released with the House of Wolves DLC in Destiny 1. And I thought that was super cool because, you know, little me was like, whoa, friendly fallen? What? That's crazy. And I, I just, you know, the the. His his voice lines are always super cool. D. Bradley Baker just killing it with the voice lines. Um, so ever since then, I just loved Ferrix. And then, you know, over time, I started realizing like, hey, not many people's cosplayed this four-armed friend. What if I do it? So I did. Um... I don't know how in-depth you want me to go, but that's basically the gist of it. Make sure you love the character and just go for it. And you don't need to be super intimidated by other cosplayers. Like, you know, there's cosplayers who are really, really good, and there's cosplayers who are just starting their journey. It's, it's hard not to compare yourself, but in reality, you'll love the process more if you just do it for your own personal growth. Can I ask you? Can I ask you about the process, uh, if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty much like for Varix. Well, I was saying, do you go in with a budget in mind, and you know, do you go in with like materials in mind? How do you how do you go into a project? Yeah. So, uh, using Varix as an example, mm-hmm. um, I. Always think I have a rule that I set myself uh, whenever I choose characters as well. I try to cosplay characters. I have like a rule three. Um, I try to cosplay characters that not many people try to cosplay because I see it as a challenge for myself to be a part of the, just the handful of people to cosplay this character. Um, and Varix during the time, there was only like one or two, and I would really want to be a part of that group. So I'm like, okay, there's my character. What's so special about him? Because every time I make a Carol costume, I always want to do something new or learn from it. And in this case, he has four arms and four eyes. So I'm like, okay, that's something I had to integrate to my budget, right? You know, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to sell the look? So I always try to make sure I do something new with my costumes. And then I start thinking, all right, he has like a weird helmet. He's got some like a tunic. So I got to start thinking of what fabrics do I need to do? You know, and it's not just one fabric. He has like a fishnet underneath his tunic. He has some weird like gold trim around his tunic. 
and not even getting to the arms. He's supposed to have two prosthetic arms. How am I going to make that work? So um, I've had expertise with EVA foam for the past few years, so I've managed to figure out a way to use that to my advantage. Uh, and uh, I did a really cool uh, hinge mechanism for his top arms, which are supposed to be prosthetics. Um, it was, I don't know if, if, if you would have seen me, it might have been hard to tell, but when I move my arms, it looks like they're actually hinges. Mm -hmm. And if I wear a black sleeve underneath that, it helps give the illusion that I'm missing an arm. And then I have my lower arms that I rigged with a backpack underneath all the tunic and whatnot. So then I have my lower arms as static arms. And I have one of the arms like holding my Dreg's Promise prop that I made and the other one outstretched. So it really helps when you move your top arms a lot so it can give the illusion that I have these arms moving around. Um, but yeah, pretty much long story short, I usually try to pick unique characters, think about what materials I need, and just try to budget it within a... I mean, it, it, this, this hobby can be expensive, um, but... If you're smart about it, um, you can use a lot of sources around you. I'm very big into recycling. Uh, my latest cosplay, Pathfinder from Apex Legends, he has like these two coils on his shoulders. Those are actually just potato stick cans. And he has like a weird cylinder <laughs> thing on his bicep. That's just like a Yoohoo chocolate milk can. <laughs> and and there's, there's so many things that you would never think would, that would actually save you you know, hundreds of dollars in the long run. So I have like three that's trash bags of just scrap foam in my closet that I just use because that saves me probably about $200 worth of foam. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you what other, what everyday household items would you like use in your, uh, your cosplay and everything? Yeah. So it, anything that's cool. and everything. I think that's a good segue. We have a question from Tech Stomper. Thank you for your question. Where do you get your supplies to make your props? Do you go to an art store? Do you have to order things online? Are some things really difficult to get? And do you ever have to get creative? Yes. Um, love this question. I go, I usually go to Michael's, which is a like a nice. chain store that's in the United States. Um, I'm sure outside the United States, you can find stores similar to that. Uh, but Michael's is usually my go-to. I also, there's, there's Hobby Lobby, there's Lowe's, just different crafts, hardware stores is what I go to. Um, a lot of the stuff I find is EVA foam. Michael's has uh, different size of EVA foam, like six millimeter, they 10 sell millimeter. EVA? They do. And that's something that wow. a lot of people don't know. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And it's... I mean, it's actually quite cheap. Like for a, I usually use like 10 millimeter foam, which is like a good base thickness for foam. It's like 20 bucks for a roll. And it's actually like a large roll. Um, for, for Varix, I probably only use like two or three rolls. So it's like 60 bucks worth of foam. So in the long, in the long run, it's actually not that bad. Uh, but usually, I get all my main phone things and needs from Michaels um, paint wise also from Michaels, but I usually like to go to Lowe's 
Um, sometimes they have some pretty cool specialty paint and whatnot. Uh, funny enough, I've been actually playing with house paint for Pathfinder. It's my first time working with house paint because there has been little research on if that's actually good for costumes. And so far, so good. That's a lot yeah, of experimenting. It's color, right? For yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, you know, oh, it's this specific blue that you never find anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always like that. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely lots of running around to different stores here and there. And for harder things, something that I struggle with a lot, and I still struggle with, is LED work. Um, I know for sure for my Varix cosplay, I reached out to a friend of mine um, who lives in the UK who helped me with the LED work and was able to make the LED eyes blink. Um, but it's just hard to find LEDs out in the wild, specifically what you want and how you want it to function. So a lot of that stuff you can buy online, like from Etsy, there's tons of fantastic and talented people out there who know how to do coding and, you know, working with like Raspberry Pi and whatnot. I will get there one day. I promise you that. But today is not the day. <laughs> um, and I've been actually diving into the world of 3D printing, um, which I, uh, for about three years now i've been starting to learn how to use it and make my own models and people get freaked out with 3d printing because they're like oh that sounds expensive way out of my league thousands of dollars and people are like oh but it's so cool because you could just you know you can print an ace of spades from your 3d printer or you know print a 3d print a ghost know. yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but 3D print in, in reality i mean i have a i have an ender 3 3d printer for like 200 bucks on Amazon, 300 maybe. And I mean, that's, it's, it's a lot, but for a 3D printer that lasts me three years so far and still running really well, it's, it's a perfect entry to learn 3D printing and you can upgrade it just like a PC. So my 300 3D printer, my $300 3D printer is essentially like $800 worth now. It's, there's just so much room to, grow with 3d printing um and amazon's also your best friend i will admit that too um and lastly goodwill goodwill is gonna be your best friend i uh found lots of just different random things that you would never think you would need for your costume but you find it um like from undersuits i get them from goodwill just like black sleeve shirts like things you would never think about Shop locally. That's 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 my uh my uh my thing for that. <laughs> that's really cool. And it seems like cosplaying can get pretty expensive. I'm I'm curious if you don't mind sharing. What was the most that you ever had to spend on one cosplay cosplay project? I yeah, can't wait um, to hear the answer to this. <laughs> I'm doing this as I'm biting my lip and being looking at my numbers uh screen um a cosplay can i mean i don't also just i also do props as well so i mean you look at something like something that we all know let's say like ace of spades or you devil you know they're, they're both hand cannons that can be 
60 sellers of just building and then adding labor it can be like 150 bucks you can even go cheaper there's some tiny things that i built for like 30 bucks but i'm gonna use um Varix again as my example with adding up all the foam and the fabric and man labor designing packing you know taking it to gcx and whatnot all that stuff i would probably say twelve hundred dollars somewhere around that range wow yeah that's a lot (laughs) um but but i'm i'm saying this to make myself feel better but (laughs) like i mentioned before i always try to buy in bulk and save what i can uh because pathfinder a lot of foam that was used was actually from varix's rolls of foam so i actually saved like i mentioned before probably like two hundred dollars worth of foam just on pathfinder alone so it is expensive yes but you don't need to be that expensive I just go extra because I like to go extra. I, you can be, as long as you enjoy how your costume looks, if you just want to make, you know, like a sword from destiny, I always tell people just make it out of cardboard. Just start with cardboard. And if you really love the hobby, you can upgrade from there. But if you feel comfortable and confident with what you build, it's priceless. I wouldn't even put a number on that anymore. Because that's something that you will enjoy, that you can hang up on your wall and be proud of it. Interesting point. Would you sell your Varric suit? Never. <laughs> um, I don't sell my cosplays, given the fact that I, it's specifically measured to my body. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, it's typically kind of challenging to do commission work costumes. I've done prop commissions, and that's something I can definitely do. Um, you know, like, different destiny props and stuff like that uh but for varix um given the fact that i built him it took me two years to build varix i was in college during the time but if i just totally no life don't touch grass probably do maybe like eight months of work pathfinder took me six months and in reality should have taken me three months to do without a full-time job so definitely a time investment on and off work also juggling playing destiny <laughs> it's it's definitely a full-time job times two that's really cool so on the topic of cosplaying i'm i'm curious what was the process like to bring Varix to life from start to finish like how how did that idea come to life and how did that process look like? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, I was I really like Varix as a character. And when it comes to, you know, sketching him up, putting him on paper, doing measurements, I always typically start with the helmet of a character. I I I have a bias towards armored characters. Uh, Varix technically isn't an armored character, but I consider an armored character anything that's covering your face. Or has armored pieces, so in this case, he's an armored character. Um, I always start from the top bottom. Some people start on the bottom top. Doesn't really matter which way you started off, but 
I started with the helmet, um, trying to find that weird. Because if you look at his helmet, is his head is it's such an awkward and weird shape. And during the time before I learned about destiny models that you could like find online and you can find the actual like character models doing T poses and whatnot. Here's me booting up destiny one during the year of destiny two before light before beyond light came out, going to the reef, getting really close up, <laughs> really up close and personal with Varix just to see the tiny details on his like right ankle or something <laughs> like that. Just the most random <laughs> weird things. But, uh, What's funny is when I ultimately finished him, it was perfect. It was great. Beyond Light trailer came out. My <laughs> man was missing an arm. And I'm like, well, shoot. Also, he has fur now, like more fur going down his arm. And I already decided to make him the Destiny 1 version. So I was there contemplating what I was going to do. And I just settled with if I ever want to upgrade him, I can upgrade him to D2. I'd just be missing an arm. I'll figure that out when I get there. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much I just basically start with the basic shapes um, for like the helmet. It's this weird oval shape. And then I start adding more detail work. Um, I guess the basic steps is making my template out of paper and then tracing it onto foam, cut the foam out. I glue the foam pieces together and then I'm, I'm this is very broad. So if there's any cosplayers in the chat or something like that, I apologize with how broad I'm being. Um, but for time's sake, um, once I make the rough build of the character, that's when I start doing the detail work. There's lots of uh, he has like these bags under his eyes. He has different like he has a chain mail. I call it a beard on him. So I had to figure out the pattern of the chainmail. It was such a specific pattern. So I couldn't figure out how to make chainmail during the time. So I found on Amazon a weird sponge that had this chainmail, I guess to to scrape gunk out of plates. But that chainmail looks very 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 similar to what I need. So I bought it. So it's just the random stuff you're finding online just works perfectly with your costumes moments like that i just go yes um so i do the detail work and then i go on to painting which is shockingly enough not my favorite part of the costume i have high anxiety and whenever i have to put something that's like permanent i get scared <laughs> um but ultimately the paint turned out really well there's lots of like dark browns blacks he has like some gold on his helmet and uh, his fingers was uh, lots of uh, something like I mentioned before, how I like to learn something new with every costume I do. I started working with liquid latex and I essentially got some long black dish gloves and wrapped my uh, fingers with paper towel and just coated it with liquid latex. And it achieved that weird, shiny, gooey alien hand look. Um, ultimately it's, you know, seen some better days, uh, but it still gives that really cool alien look, but, uh, yeah, definitely lots of planning out lots of measurements. I didn't do so hot with geometry when I was in high school. 
And uh, needless to say, I am now an expert in geometry because I just self-taught most of it. <laughs> so uh, if you hate math, um, get good with measurements, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just lots of measurements, cutting, painting, all that jazz. That's very cool. And now we have another question from Ahmed. Thank you for your question. If you could pick one raid boss to do a cosplay for, who would be your first choice? Ooh. Um, gosh. My, I would say my favorite raid boss I've seen and played and defeated has to be access from Wrath Machine from Destiny 1. I love that raid I to knew death. I you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I, can you tell I have a thing for Fallen? <laughs> um, Fallen, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Axis is, is crazy cool. Um, I just love the aesthetic of SIVA. Bungie would never bring back SIVA, but please bring back SIVA. Um, it's just, it's super cool. I love the, like, the blue aesthetics and the red, how they clash. Just the environment of the raid is super dope. Uh, but uh, making it a costume would be super cool, too. Uh, lots of, like, just like Ferrix, how he has, like, prosthetic legs. Axis has, like, he looks like a spider. He has, like, six legs, something like that. So that would be a really fun challenge to do. But uh, that's, a, that's a pretty cool question. But, yeah, definitely Wrath the Machine. Definitely Axis. And is it safe to assume that Wrath of the Machine is your favorite raid? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, Deepstone Crypt was a very close second. Um, it's definitely, in my opinion, one of the more easiest, easier raids out there. Um, Root of Nightmares is also a great beginner's raid too. But just the aesthetics and the lore of the Deepstone Crypt and with Clovis Bray and all that stuff, it just... And hey, my homie Tanix, he can't die. He's he's never gotten a house, and I feel bad for him. So <laughs> I guess if I can't do access with my homie Tanix, so. What what about Scourge? There's some good fallen content in Scourge too. Scourge is is really cool too. Uh, I've, I've I think I think the Sparrow segment kind of scarred me, and the uh, amount of time it took me to get um that exotic Sparrow. No time. What was it was called? Um, but always on, always on time. Yeah, the best sparrow in the game. Yeah, yep. yeah. I haven't taken it off because that... I don't either. <laughs> yep. No one does. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I guess anything fallen, I'm more geared towards. So, yeah. Now, what did you think about Crota coming back when that was announced? Some some hive just can't die, man. We we've we've, we've we've beaten his butt so many times. How many times gotta teach you this lesson, old man? So um no, I mean it's it was cool. I, I feel targeted. <laughs> um I can't, you know, I have to say I was really hoping for Wrath. You know, the moment when while we were watching the showcase, we saw that it was gonna be season of the witch. I'm like, all right, there's no way it's gonna be Wrath, it's gonna be Crota. How can they make Crota, you know, not a strike or a dungeon? Like, you know, it's super fast, super easy back in the day. He was a meme. Um, 
Although a very good memory I have with Crota is I actually got the essence to drop on my first try back in the day. So I was one of the very few people to get. Oh, the crux. Yeah, the crux. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> the crux that was super. That was super dope. But mm. I was like, oh, right, let's, let's see what they're going to do. Let's, hopefully they can add some cool stuff to it. And uh, hearing the numbers of just comparing to Root of Nightmare completions. It's crazy how much Crota has been going to the gym and lifting and getting super buff because, oh my gosh, he was a roadblock for a lot of Guardians out there. Um, I didn't participate in the contest road, road, contest mode because um, I actually, my raid team, we didn't have a full team during the time. So we just casually five man Root of Nightmares, you know, watching other people suffer. Just casually. Just casually. No, but I am actually uh, with my, my raid buddies. We're going to actually try to take on Crota uh, possibly tomorrow or Sunday or something like that. But very, very happy to see that the challenge is back. Uh, can't wait to experience it firsthand. Um, and yeah, I'll just uh, hope and pray one day Wrath will come back, but I, I won't I won't believe on that for a, for a good while. <laughs> I'm curious, do you all think that Wrath is going to come back sometime in the future, or do you think the story of Siva is pretty much, has come to a close? Hold out that it will come back at some point, like, you know, I don't know, just maybe sometime next year when, uh, you know, Bungie's giving us the episodic content and everything. Um, I don't know, I, just, I still have holding out hope that it will return. I I was actually playing, uh, going through a lot of the uh, uh, Neomuna lore stuff with the Veil Containment. I was listening to a lot of the logs today, and one of the logs was talking about Siva, and just talking about, you know, its origin and stuff like that. So I'm like, alright, Punchy, if you're bringing up Siva again so many times and making some of the Eververse items Siva looking, like, just stop baiting us. Like, come on, please. Please, yeah. it happened. But I do agree with you. I definitely think it would. It's not going to be in uh, any time this year. Uh, possibly, final shape definitely in the episodes. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. Or if you know the next era of destiny, you know whatever that would be. If they decide to continue with it, which it looks like they are, hopefully it can be like a Siva era or you know something like that. But I don't know. Yeah, while I really wish they gave us more info on what's to come after the episodic content, I do think Wrath will, will probably be in a SIVA-themed episode, more than likely. That's what I, my theory, but I, I do not like Wrath of the Machine. I think it's one of the worst raids. I, 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 I am not a fan. I know. I know. I just, I don't like, I, I don't like it. Oh, man. I'm, own, I, I am probably in the minority, but I just... I did not enjoy Wrath at all. I mean, there are some tedious things in that raid, um, but um, I just love the the you know the theme, the background, the uh, you know the red the indu- industrial, Siva, yeah. punky like you know steampunky. Yeah, the fr- the the death zamboni man. Is- <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, the death zamboni. Yeah, 
don't you love reading binary just to get an exotic gun? <laughs> Isn't that what we all want to do in our free time? I'll tell you what, that 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 raid that I don't like had the best exotic quest, I think, of all time. That that exotic Absolutely. quest is unlike any other. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Midking, I'm curious now. Why? Why did you not like Wrath so much? What what was the what was the thing for you? Uh for me, it was the the encounter to get into the first boss. I felt like there were there was not, one there were not enough encounters. I think I think it was only what two the death ceremony and uh, first boss and last boss plus entry. So I feel like it, I I wanted something longer and I wanted something that maybe involved more of the team and less of the i guess you could carry someone through wrath and and i don't like the 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 clutch factor to be high is it where you know one person can do multiple things i i like it where it's a little bit more challenging and you know it requires teamwork and communication kind of like why i'm also in the minority but i think lanterns in crota is, is is awesome now because it is it is an lfg killer if you if if anyone falls asleep you are not going to make it through yeah i can That's see that true. i i would say for me i mean i i i enjoyed wrath a lot because of how unique that raid was and how many secrets there were to explore like with that exotic a part of the quest line when you get into the raid and also there's something about Siva and, and the structures and, and the environment that was just so cool. And I mean, talking about the death Zamboni, I think that was probably one of the most unique <laughs> raid encounters that I've ever had the pleasure or mispleasure of playing, depending on who I'm playing with, but we're not going to talk about that here tonight. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I kind of hope they bring it back at some point, maybe after the final shape. I'm sure they will. Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, so we got a question from Jordan. Thank you for your question, Jordan. How do you believe that game companies like Bungie could go about producing their own costumes and weapons for people who use cosplay, given the individuality of all the assets and games. That question, and I know Jordan, and he he's a he asked he asked a really interesting question because I don't have a, a right answer for it, and the reason why is it's it's definitely a lots of what's okay what's legal what's copyright you know about making certain costumes or stuff like that now when bungie makes their own things like for example back in the day they released the the iron yalahorn like a full-size replica and i have that for myself and it's a really cool prop and i'm like man i wish bungie could make more stuff like this and they do. Um, I mean, in fact, they they re-released it as a nerf blaster, which is super dope. 
Um, but a lot of the stuff that they sell is pretty much very limited when it comes to weapons and replicas and stuff like that. And that might be a case of, you know, they want to protect their intellectual properties and whatnot. And uh, there's definitely companies out there that make merch like Numskull and whatnot. It makes awesome statues, awesome replicas, stuff like that. But I, I, it's, it's, it's hard. And especially now with Bungie's now under Sony, you got to think about like, you know, selling under now the Sony property. It's, I don't have a correct or a, like a yes or no question on how to do it. Um, But what I do know is there are a lot of talented artists out there who make their own replicas from the, from destiny, not even just from destiny, just be from any game. And like, you know, any games that have weapons or armor and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, they have 3d files that they can pull from the game and, sell them i don't know specifically how they go about it because it's you got to be very careful because if you sell you know if you go on etsy and you make a like an ace of spades and you 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 sell as ace of spades replica there i've known some uh prop makers out there who had their uh accounts just totally like marked and like they're like not banned from Etsy, but they just couldn't sell that because of Bungie's intellectual property. I mean, which makes sense. Um, but you just it's also more so about the wording, you know, like you can say, you know, destiny gun, you know, or something like that, or firefly gun, the ace gun, or I don't know. Just just random there's there's lots of loopholes they can get around with it. Um, but it also just really depends on what Bungie wants and what Bungie doesn't want. And if ultimately what Bungie doesn't want, you know, replicas to be made and sold by them, then I guess that's not how they sh- it's going to go. But, you know, you have artists out there like digital artists who are creating amazing work. And it makes me really happy when Bungie like retweets art and stuff like that, because that's pretty cool. Um, but when it comes to like, physical merchandise like making props it's still you're you're walking between a, a very fine line um so i'm sorry i don't really have an answer for you jordan but you just got to be careful if you have the opportunity and it does not even necessarily just bungee if you have the opportunity to um ask the person hey is it okay if i make this weapon from your game or from your you know anything if they have they say yes great um but if not i just all think have to respect that but yeah there's my yes and no question i guess <laughs> great answer thank you for that and we have another question from sleepy siren thank you for your question why do you cosplay and what made you want to get started as a cosplayer yeah, so I've I pretty much answered this question a little bit in the beginning, um, but basic thing of why do I cosplay? It's basically just to really make my inner child smile. You know, I've always watched, you know, famous movies like Jurassic Park, 
or Terminator or Back to the Future, like these movies during the time that was just should not have happened because it is so advanced during its time, you know, making giant dinosaurs into real life or making a DeLorean travel through time and space. It's crazy. And I want to be able to capture that magic wherever I go and to hopefully inspire others that you could do this as well. Even if I tend to go more on the elaborate side of things, and I, I mentioned this in the community spotlight for Bungie, it's, it really is just a case of do whatever makes you happy. If you just want to build something out of cardboard, go for it. Nothing is stopping you, really. And that's really my goal is to inspire others and to really just get that that art juice just flowing through you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's my, my main model that I always go with under Omniprops is forge fantasy into reality. Um, and that's what I hope to continue to do for the rest of my life and to hopefully inspire others to do the same. Great answer. So on a slightly different topic, you know, we are about to celebrate nine years of destiny tomorrow which is kind of crazy and i'm curious being there since beta you've been there from the very beginning and then some what would you say are some of your favorite moments in the history of destiny and why yeah um i mean definitely i guess the main one is being there beta experiencing everything going to the moon on that sunday or if only for a few hours, that was pretty fun. Um, but I, my favorite like era, I guess, of Destiny was probably the Age of Triumph, Destiny One, pretty much the final year before Destiny Two yes. came out, with yes. all the, yeah. the raid armor, the, all the prized weapons that they brought back for like turning like the legendary weapons to exotics. So much fun! I have I have a great memory where I was with my but two of my buddies during a time, and if they're in the chat, they don't know exactly what I'm talking about. We were doing, a, I think they're called Sunset Bounties, to get uh, Icebreaker when they brought it back to the light level. And we all picked up our bounties, and we all, it was a really challenging, I think it was Fogoff, which was the, the giant ogre with the chains. Um, mm. we were, it was a super challenging nightfall. It was brutal. It took us probably like, like two hours to complete and we did it super happy i claimed my bounty got my icebreaker my other buddy claimed his bounty got his icebreaker and then i just hear in the chat where's my icebreaker did you not pick up your bounty there was bounties to pick up oh no yeah it was was just oh no it was a a hysterical moment in destiny one is it still like a thing you pick up the sunrise bounties right? uh, i don't know i i really don't know if that's still there or not um tomorrow when um we're playing wrath of the machine raid for the uh <laughs> anniversary of destiny yeah there you go yeah uh and i guess a destiny 2 moment um a lot of people will go to the whisper moment when it first came out because that was super cool but uh, my big moment was <laughs> that one weekend 
where Prometheus lens just turned the crucible into laser tag. <laughs> that yeah. was so much fun. That was probably my, my favorite moment of Destiny 2, <laughs> and it's gun. probably still my favorite moment. It was so broken. <laughs> I think I've, I've got the opposite feeling. I hated that weekend. And Bungie <laughs> in the weekend was like, you know what, sir? Sell the gun. Just enjoy it. It was, it was great. <laughs> they do that. They They like doing that. They like seeing the salt fly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like with uh, the the, cruise, the new Crucible map and the Sparrows. Oh yeah. Oh, I gotta I gotta try that still. I want to do that. I want to get a yeah. get a kill with a sparrow. Yeah, they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna leave it in there for a little bit, but yeah, that's cool. Now it, it's only an Iron Banner on the Mountain Mo- Omniplex or Multiplex, I think. Uh, is it, the, is it the new map, yeah, Multiplex. Yeah, I think that's what it's multiplex. called. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I I gotta agree with Omniprops. I think for me, my favorite time Destiny was probably the Age of Triumph, because I mean there was just so much there. All the raids came back. I mean, Bungie really gave us the kitchen sink and and then some. You got all the raids back. All of the old weapons came back from the raids in their exotic forms, of course. And it was just such a fun time. And I, I feel like you have not had that yet. Besides maybe Season of the Witch. I've been really, really enjoying this season so much. But um, Age of Triumph is a very special time. And Icebreaker when, Bungie? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, just, I really want it back. What's still left of all the older exotics? Icebreaker, Invective, um, No Red Land, Gap, No Land Beyond, Super Good, Pocket Infinity. Um, mm. There's there's more. There there's a Hereafter Sniper, Zen Meteor Sniper. Um, what was Zal- the sniper that made you invisible? Patience and time. Patience and time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch still in Destiny 1. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to bring them back. It'd be cool. I feel like Zen Meteor wasn't around long enough. I feel like that should have more time to shine. Like, if it could what go. should? Zen Meteor. Remember Zen Meteor from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool, that was a cool uh, exotic. I would give it like one more round this time. Like if they brought it back in Destiny one, like it only had like three rounds. I would give it like that fourth round and then like do like the uh, dynamite with a laser beam, like bonus exotic trait. Yeah, I forgot about that gun. That gun, that gun came later too in D one, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh the April update um in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Like right I after that. that, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, but but yeah, that one. You're right. Did not have enough time to shine. No. Yeah, it could have been. Who knew? Who knows where it could have fell in the meta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Omniprops, a little bit about you. What do you do? Co- cosplaying or playing Destiny? What are some of your personal hobbies? Yeah, uh, man, if I'm not playing Destiny or cosplaying, 
Oof. I'm joking. Um, I definitely love spending time with my family, my girlfriend. Um, and whenever I can, I always love to chat with my boys who live down in Florida. Uh, I always try to go to every GCX when I go there. I usually spend a week there to spend time with them. My best bud, Jordan, um, he's been with me for years. Give him a shout out. Um, he's been with me thick and thin, and we've been friends ever since. And we just love hanging out on Xbox. But if we're not on Xbox, and if I'm just here, um, I live in Virginia. I should have stated that. But uh, I Virginia's very... Um, not as busy as Florida, so there's not really much to do unless you're very outdoorsy. Um, but I really love shopping local. I love going to thrift stores. Um, definitely love like the, the the idea of reusing people's stuff and finding cool ways to do it. That also kind of goes into cosplay, so I'm cheating a little bit. Um, sure. But uh, I love watching movies. Uh, I've, I mean, I recently just rewatched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Fantastic film. Definitely recommend it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I do. I mean, most of the time it's just cosplaying or video games. Um, but I'm still a grown man and I love playing Legos. I guess that's something too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You still purchase Speaking Legos? Speaking of Legos, oh, yeah. did you guys see that they released an, an Xbox 360 replica? It was like with a Halo style for, for Legos. I, my yeah, wallet's already crying yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, they already have a Nintendo. They have an Atari. Um, so, yeah, the 360 now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted, but at the same time, it's like the Raid Ring, the Collector's Edition for Destiny, <laughs> the Final Sheep. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can. My wallet. Many good things this year. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, the life of a gamer. Honestly, dude, it gets harder and harder. So, Omniprop's curious. What are some of your favorite places to visit when you're not gaming or role playing? Would you say Florida? is on that top list yeah i mean i always try to at least make a, a visit down there every every year probably like i usually try to go down there during summer usually gcx is the time where i go down there usually with the new costume um it but sometimes so there this year <laughs> oh it was it was breaking tri triple digits at certain, at yeah. certain days uh going to the parks was fun yeah but uh i mean i was born in florida i was raised so I was like 17 and then moved to Virginia. So I'm, I was already used to the heat. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. People always ask me, like, how are you sweating in that? Are you sweating in that costume? I'm like, yeah, but I'm used to it, unfortunately. Hmm. And what are some of your favorite spots to visit in Florida? Besides, uh, of course, GCX. Definitely. I mean, when I was younger, when I lived there, Universal was my, I always say it's my backyard. I had the annual pass, just go there constantly. It's my favorite place to go. Um, but if ever I'm just, you know, doing something more locally during the time, there's there's always lots of little small places around Orlando um, to visit. 
the small little places. Um, definitely there's like outlets you can go to do some shopping hang out with some buds do some mini golf i love mini golf <laughs> um mini golf is fun yeah but there's definitely fun things down there it's fun things up here too so whenever i have a chance to hang out with my friends i'll take it yeah no mini golfing is such a good time i i had some of my best Memories, just going mini golfing and hanging out. Such a good time. Have you tried, um, they have like these like steak houses, Brazilian steak houses here in Florida. <laughs> oh, nice. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious, have you, have you tried a steakhouse here in Florida? Ironically, I have not. Oh, wow. man. Uh, contrary to pop, like, I'm they actually not a big, I'm not good. really a big food person. Yeah. Which is weird to say. So I never was I was never really adventurous to go out to like, oh, let's go eat here. All my friends were like that. I am so that's definitely a, a question for them. I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Shadow on this one. <laughs> yeah, I love those Brazilian steakhouses. Like just keep bringing it. Just keep bringing it. Yep. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta make sure to bring your appetite because man. Yes, sir. Man, yeah, a lot it's of like, food, but it's worth it. I mean, it, it's worth every penny. Like, if you are able to just sit there and enjoy some of the best, like, cooked steak, it's great. All these different cuts of meat, all like smoked, grilled, like, whatever. It's oh, so bacon. good. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Ah, Sorry for all vegetarians out there. You would say no to all you can eat steak and like <laughs> yeah. the best cuts of meat, just an endless supply. I think that's yeah, probably heaven. Lobster bisque and like, you know, like aha, ahi tuna, tuna, and um, just a bunch of other stuff too. My Why mouth am I is hungry right guys. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine o'clock, guys. I can't oh, be getting this much. Times. So Omniprops, before we start ordering food here, uh, we're going to switch <laughs> topics just for a bit here. But what would you say is your favorite exotic in Destiny? Favorite exotic? Uh, for the longest of time, and this is probably not going to be super popular choice, but uh, Trinity Ghoul has been my, my go-to I'm very much a sucker for anything arc. I do have like lots of different arc builds. Um, so Trinity Ghoul has always been my go-to with the catalyst, mind you, the catalyst. Um, it's one of those guns where you can just turn your brain off. Just I'll be on ad clear, guys. You do mechanics, just that is that the people been using that in the Crota raid and everything. And that's uh, what I've been seeing too. Yeah, but, you uh, say it's not popular, but Trinity's very popular. It's it's one of the most popular exotics out there, I think, right now. Something that I've seen during Crota's raid, which is also probably my favorite exotic of all time, which is how unique it is, is Tractor Cannon. And yeah, I, yeah. I love Tractor Cannon so much. I, uh, I remember during the days of D2 Vanilla, I would just be the one person in every game pulling out Tractor Cannon, and even like during custom games, and just destroying people which is it's blast and just seeing people ragdoll all over. It's just oh such God. a oh 
hilarious. It's such a funny gun, and I love it. And the fact that it's a now being able to allow you to become a DPS monster, it's, it's just, it's perfect. I would not have expected you to say that, because that's not the more, more popular of weapons in the game, but I definitely can respect that. It's so useful, though. Like you said, it just allows you to put the the debuffs on and just like, you know, able to do massive DPS enemies. So in honor of Destiny, what, what would you guys all say is your favorite exotic? Mid King, what would you say? Uh, favorite exotic weapons. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Probably right now I'd say Graviton Lance. Um a season ago I probably would have said uh Zeno. Uh and favorite armor exotic right now. I'm probably gonna go with either Assassin's Cow or uh, Star Eater, and and maybe previously because I I've never really gotten to Hunter, um, but I had to for day one this year. But and previously it would have been something like uh, Lion Ramparts or uh, Transversive. What about you, Shadow Price? For PvP Cloud Strike, um, <laughs> for three thousand Crucible with it. Um, for PVE, uh, I'm really liking like Sunshot right now, um, and like I really like the buff that 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 got, just like explosions everywhere with it. Um, I really like Leviathan's Breath too. I'm like enjoying that one as well. Uh, D1 Icebreaker all the way for D1. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Just give me an Icebreaker, and I'm happy. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want my icebreaker back. Love the sound it made. <laughs> you like got headshots on um, things. Just like that specific sound and just like big high chirp. It was really cool. I got two weapons that are very like I would say under underrated. Dragon's breath. Because it looks so freaking cool, and I'm I'm so excited for it to come back. Yeah, it's coming back. Malfeasance. Oh, Malfeasance! What a good choice. Malfeasance, yeah. Man, I'm so sad that they they patched the uh, interaction with overload hand, overload uh hand cannon mod and lucky pants. Because wow, what a what a what a 
talk about damage. That thing was putting out massive dips. So going back to cosplaying, Omniprops, what is one character that you wish you could cosplay outside of Destiny that you haven't really cosplayed yet? That is a really good question. I, my next cosplay, actually, I'm keeping under wraps because I always do that before I usually give a bit of time to announce it. Um, it is not Destiny. Um, but if I were to do another character that's not Destiny related, um, I think it'd be more so just a cosplay for myself. Just to, just to see how far I've grown. It's probably to revisit my ODST cosplay I built years and years ago. The one I made out of cardboard and like really bad shape EVA foam. It was like all custom like made had specific like cool designs um so i probably would just love to rebuild that costume with the new skills and experience i have now because i feel like i could do a lot of crazy cool stuff with it it's definitely hard not to cosplay a destiny character because it is such a destiny has such a big impact in my life um but yeah definitely that or any Honestly, any of the uh, big fan of Zelda, specifically um, like Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. There's so many different characters and enemies that I've had my eye on, like even even like as crazy as the Guardians from Breath of the Wild. So I don't know, just crazy random stuff that it's it's on my list. May or may not do it, but we'll see. But stay tuned for my uh, new cosplay for next year. Ooh, TBD. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely make sure to be looking out for that. And about next year, you know, every year we have this little event called GCX slash Guardian Con slash Destiny Con, depending on how way back we want to go. But I'm curious, what were some of your favorite GCX moments? I have... I have three that I always like I originally had two, but now I have a third one that was from this year. Um the first one is I remember I was it was twenty twenty twenty-three now. Twenty is last year when I was Varix. And I just have a, a good memory of just walking around for hours and just sitting down with my bud Jordan. Um shout out to to Jordan for being my uh i always ha have to have a handler with me at all times because i can't see anything and i don't want to be tripping on people's toes with my costume <laughs> so i always had to make sure i have someone with me and he's been taking care of me every time when i had a costume on taking making making me take breaks all that stuff um but i remember just sitting on the con floor eating overpriced chicken tenders it was i don't know why but it was a vibe um <laughs> but one of the more impactful moments i had was the year before that i actually cosplayed as kate six and i had like light up eyes and everything like that it's my first time going to gcx it was actually guardian con during the time and it's 2019 i think so i think i missed a year yeah um 
I was waiting in line to meet Bife. And all of a sudden, the lights in the showroom just turned off. I guess they had like a mini power outage, something like that. And all of a sudden, I just see people start looking at me and gasping. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized my eyes were lighting up. And just having that moment of everyone looking at me and gasping, I was like, oh, so this is cosplay. Cool. Because that was my first time bringing a costume to a con. Because I've never done that. So that was definitely a, a moment of like, finally being able to show off my work to the masses. And it feels good. Um, but I will say my favorite memory that I've made was actually this GCX as Pathfinder from Apex Legends. I was walking around with my handler, Jordan, and my girlfriend, uh, who also... Shout out to her. She's amazing. Love you, Nicole. Um, there was this little kid with a St. Jude flag. And I always get scared when I'm with kids because I always worry that, you know, my costumes are very big and intimidating, kind of scary. But he actually started like dancing in front of me and like asking for high fives. And was, and then he had, I guess it was his father. Um, but he told me that he loves robots and I made his day because seeing a giant robot in real life was like the world to him. And just seeing him with my very little visibility I had, just seeing him smile and dance around that everyone at the, the floor at that moment was just all of our hearts were just warmed just by seeing that. And that's what's really all about going to this con. This is for the kids and make kids happy and just hopefully I made that kid happy and, and inspire him to go out and just to live life and be happy and keep chasing your dreams. And maybe he'll build a really cool robot suit one day, but that's definitely got to be the, my most cherished memory GCX. That's very cool. And mid King, I'm curious, have you been to GCX before? not i have never gone i do want to go but it's just a challenge uh a lot of responsibility here um got four animals a wife uh, but i do i would like to go i would like to go and probably just do it on me and maybe spend a week or two there maybe even a month i mean i work full-time but i could probably do it you know remotely anyway so i, I, I work remotely now as it is so I, it would be <clears throat> nice to, to do uh but yeah, it, one of my goals. Let's see uh, if I can accomplish it. Yeah. We're going to have to make that happen. Oh, Maybe nice. nice. Yeah, it'd and be great. Now, Shadow Price, I think I know the answer, but I'm still going <laughs> to ask. What is your favorite GCX moment thus far? Oh, my God. I mean, it was the panel with Bife and uh, Roman that we had. Like, that was awesome getting to meet those guys. Like, they were so down to earth and just uh, very welcoming. And just, uh, it was it was a really cool time, I would have to say. It was uh, yeah, quite the honor to be able to do yeah. that. It, it truly was, you know, such a incredible experience to get to meet 
the people you look up to in this community. And not only that, but like be on stage with them and talk destiny lore. Like that was definitely one of the highlights for me. Um, in addition to meeting the Bungie team and to get a chance to shake their hand. And can I just say that Cosmo is very tall? I mean, I'm, I'm five, four. <laughs> not so like, than me though. He's very tall. <laughs> oh, he's tall, man. but not taller than me. <laughs> And yeah, he has more great <laughs> <laughs> But that was definitely a highlight for, for me to attend this year, um, to get to meet Bungie, to attend yeah, the, that part of the panel. Yeah. That was mm. a lot of fun. And what a perfect time for us to come together and to celebrate this game on this big, big moment when we're just about to embark on this final journey in the final shape super exciting very very humbling and definitely a moment that i will not soon forget so what do you all think about season of the witch you had a chance to play through for a few weeks now what do you all think are we having a good time I, I like having Crota back. That's fun. The doing the missions with uh, having Eris Morn uh, doing a lot of the you know narrating and basically turning into a hive, like you know, acolyte type character has been pretty cool too. It's uh, I've, I've been enjoying it. It's been fun and also the exotic missions. I've been running those for the Red Borders, so. I mean, I wish that, wish we got more of those too, but, you know, hopefully that will eventually get addressed. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. Definitely. What about for you guys? Um, how many props? I have been, I've, I've pretty much only done the main story stuff. And obviously I've done some of the Spire of Savathun and the um the tributes um for that activity. Uh it's I just <laughs> I've been working um I have a full-time job and I always have my headphones on. And I've just been binging all of Bibes videos because I've been actually behind on the lore. So I've listened to all of the season of the deep stuff, which is insane. All of the lightfall stuff. And now I'm learning about what's happening, the lore wise, how, like we mentioned, how Hive or Hive, how Eris is essentially becoming a Hive God. And I just learned this today, how apparently she's going to be writing like the eighth verse of the Book of Sorrow herself like that. That's crazy. Like, just, I'm just I'm so excited to hear more about it. Uh, seeing the interactions with Eris and the Trifter seeing how their relationship question mark is going <laughs> um we asked just, uh, orla about that last week actually too <laughs> it's 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 definitely interesting but uh loving loving the weapons loving um can't wait to do crota this weekend so i'll definitely voice my thoughts on that but no yeah, i mean so far everyone's been only giving praise to the season um I'm still very cautiously optimistic. I just want to make sure that hopefully 
you know, whatever Bungie decides to do, they just need to nail down final shape. I don't care how they do it. Just make sure they can try to nail it down narratively. And so far, what they're doing, it's pretty solid. So let's keep it up. I've been really enjoying Sabbath to Inspire. I think that activity is just so much fun. It almost reminds me of, um, uh, what is that? The Menagerie, kind of, with the variety in the gameplay. And there was just so many different types of fun activities to play through in that mission. I really enjoyed it. And Midking, what about for you? How are you enjoying Season of the Witch? Uh, Objectively, I think... Uh, going from a, a season, the season of the deep where numbers were low and uh, morale was low, I think season of the witch is having the opposite effect. You have two really good um, activities between spire and altars. You've got uh, very good story beats. You've got um, new new reprise raid. You've got uh, new trials passage changes. So, I mean. Subjectively, I think it's the best season that, that the game has ever had. I got my first solo flawless. The week trials, the first week trials was available. Um, I, yeah, I mean it's yep. it's been it's been a great, 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 great uh, two or three weeks, however long we've been in it. So I I think it's the best season that Destiny's had so far since season of uh, opulence. Yeah, for me, like. I mean, Eris coming back, Eris is like my favorite character in the game. So just that alone made this season just extra special for me. Um, I really enjoy Crota's End. We're not going to talk about the first encounter, but um, <laughs> everything else I've been really, really enjoying in the game. From the lore, from the quest lines to all of the variety in gameplay and not to mention the exotic missions. I've really been enjoying those and farming for red borders for some of our favorite weapons from destiny two's past. So I've been really enjoying this season so far a lot. So slightly different topic. We have another major expansion coming next year in February. With the final shape, it is the end of the light versus dark saga. I'm I'm curious, what are you all most excited for with the final shape? The story uh, to see how it wraps up. How you know, basically, obviously, we're going to fight the witness in the raid, but you know, how is everything going to play out when we go inside the traveler? Like, what? Are some of the obstacles that we're going to encounter and things like that. I mean, it just it, it has such a mysterious, like um, you know, backdrop. Um, it's really cool inside too. It's like the the traveler has terraformed like a uh, a tower, a makeshift D one tower, and everything. And just like there's just so many different cool elements and scenery. Like you go from a light type area to like when you get closer to the witness, it's going to get darker and darker. Like, you know, that that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I, I'm just really interested to see how this story is going to play out. How, you know, our interactions with Cade, 
how Cade and and uh, Aldrin, or I mean, Cade and um, you know, Krull are going to if they're going to ha- uh, interact with one another at some point. Um, you know what? You know how everything is going to you know wrap up. I definitely want to bounce off that from you, Shadow Price. The story. Um, also, we're. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're we're pretty powerful. Like as guardians, like we're like our builds are just getting crazier by the day. So I'm just curious. Like, are, are we gonna get even more stronger with these new episodes? Like, you know. What are gonna be? What's gonna be in these episodes, right? Like, what's We're gonna get those new enemies too? The subjugators. Yeah, and, uh, it's yeah. just there's there's I don't know what. Like, I'm just excited for the sandbox. Um, I'm most excited what's gonna happen after the episodes. But just talking about final shape, definitely, what's gonna happen with our power? You know, are we gonna have? drip feed seasons like is it going to be like super super dry are these episodes really gonna you know grab our attention for instead of having four seasons we're only essentially having three seasons but they're supposed to be you know more content so i really want to know more about it um i know bungie's kind of keeping you know their cards to themselves for now about the episodes but definitely super excited to learn more about that and um yeah just really wanting to know how the story is going to end because this is a, a a journey 10 years in the making and 10 years is no short number so it's going to be really impactful to see how it ends i'm kind of polarized on this topic because like i'm scared i'm happy i'm excited i'm anxious like i don't want the story to end but but i but it's gonna it's gotta end um I, I really want to see what this rate comes out to, uh, but I don't know what's going to happen after. So it's like I, I, the most, the thing I'm most excited for obviously is closure, but the raid I think is and whatever sort of, if there is a 12 man activity, what that could be. I mean, I don't know if they'll make it a raid. It might just be a mission. I don't know. It's all speculation, but I, I'm, I think I'm most excited for uh, a raid, hopefully a really good day one experience. Uh, we're probably going to start prepping our team in January and then doing practice runs and seeing how far we get. But it's it's soon. It's I mean, we're how many months? We're already in September, so it's coming. The witness is coming, Guardians. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, I'm really excited for the story to unfold. I think Bungie does a really great job with the campaign and seeing everything that we saw during the showcase between the tower coming back and linear story progression and seeing how that ties into the raid that we're going to be playing. I'm very excited for the PVE aspects of the game. And I think that Bungie is going to really over deliver. I'm very curious about the episodes and, and the new format that we're going to be getting with upcoming, I can't even say seasons anymore, but episodes in the game and how that's going to unfold and whether or not we're going to get a chunkier destiny when that happens. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. And the lore finally getting to fight the witness and seeing how that character will 
come into play and, and how challenging that will be. I'm, I'm super excited for the final shape and um, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm very, very excited for it. So other games besides destiny, I'm curious, what are you all most excited to play besides destiny? I know we have Starfield just came out. We have a new Spider-Man game right around the corner. We have a new Call of Duty game coming out. We just got a Zelda a few months back that came out with the new uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Are there any games other than Destiny that you all are very excited for this year and next year? Yeah, I want to play Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> That's definitely one of the ones I want to make time for To uh, between now and the final shape to try to uh, get in there and, um, you know, sink my teeth into that and just uh, experience that again, like the first Breath of the Wild, like um, first, yeah, Breath of the Wild when it came out. And I'm still excited for Metroid Prime 4 whenever, you know, that game is going to release. Probably not till next year or the year after, but... <laughs> I, I, I'm a huge Zelda guy, so when Tears of the Kingdom dropped, I've just been going hard on that. Um, I was the the small percentage of people who wasted hours of their life to actually 100% Breath of the Wild, meaning you had to collect all 900 Korok seeds. How many hours did you, did you put, put into it? Uh, from my Switch, I mean, easily over 150 hours plus. Yeah, I got 170. I put 170 hours into it. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And me being the mascus that I am, I'm going to do the same thing for Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm going to be grinding on that as well as Spider-Man, because I am a huge Spider-Man nut. And just seeing the Peter getting the symbiote suit and Venom's going to be there with Miles. It's just it's a roster of such amazing characters put in one game. I'm really excited to see if Insomniac will pull it off. And based on the first Spider-Man game, I, I have no doubt that it will be a it would be a smash. I have to still play that. I have it on my backlog. That and Miles Morales, but I oh, want to great games. Gotta take the time to play. Yeah, I um, I really want to play Starfield really badly. Um, I don't have it yet, but I'll probably get it soon. It's just a matter of uh, balancing my time. Um. But that, I really want to try Armored Core. I haven't tried that one yet. I'll, I want to try, uh, obviously, Spider-Man 2 when that gets released. But uh, un until then, it, I mean, I'm just going harder and harder on the Destiny. All great games. And I, I think for me, I'm... Um... Very excited to really play through more of Starfield. That game is just such a such a good vibe. You know, playing in space, playing this massive open world MMORPG and, and getting to experience all of these different stories and quest lines. I think for me, I've been really, really enjoying that game. I want to play more. I'm not going to lie. I've been so busy with Crota's end. Uh, first encounter is going to be the death of me, literally. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but 
other than that, I'm I'm curious about a few other games. Armored Core, I'm hearing is really good. I have not played yeah. Armored Core, but I'm hearing great things about that game. Um, I got to go back and play Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I got through about the first, I would say, six, seven hours of it, but, you know, there's much more to play there. Um, Cyberpunk is coming out with a major expansion oh, later yeah. this month. Very excited to, to actually dive in and check that out because I'm not going to lie, when I first bought Cyberpunk, I tried it. There were quite a few bugs in the game that kind of deterred me from playing, but now that the developers had a chance to really fix some of the issues, I think I'm really curious to check it out now and see what the new expansion brings. So we'll have to check that out as well. Um, Call of Duty is coming out with Modern Warfare 3, and I'm a pretty big Call of Duty OG fan, so I'm curious to see what the devs bring us with the new Call of Duty game that's coming out in November, I want to say. Do yes. they plan to just remake the old, all the old games? Because they did that with, I mean, not, yeah, they're kind of remakes, basically. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, now Modern Warfare well, 3. Well, they're not remakes. They're more like, you know, re revisions, remasters, reboots. Like, you know, because do you remember Modern Warfare? I think it was 2 with the no Russian section where, you know, you walk into the airport. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've sort of like are re envisioning that, and now that's like you know one person on yeah, a plane. But I, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. They're kind of like reimagining, like of the games. Like I wouldn't mind if they reimagined Call of Duty Ghosts, like you know, too, because we we played the hell out of that one, didn't we, Corn? Oh yeah, that definitely was a good time back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because that was not a lot of people's favorite ones, but it was our favorite one for the multiplayer. And then obviously for zombies was Black Ops, you know, Black Ops 2 zombies was my favorite. Definitely. So Omniprops, I'm curious, what is next for you in your destiny journey? Well, I'm gonna keep playing it. That's for sure. Um, definitely um, never going to lose sight of um what destiny has done for me so uh, very excited to continue to support the game definitely excited to continue to make awesome props and costumes from the game and um really excited for i guess also something that we could have mentioned for games coming out marathon um so bungie with their new ip or i guess not new just bring back um it's not technically destiny but still something that is coming out of bungie's uh creative team and very excited for that but as for destiny i'm i'm very optimistic with you know at least for the community we've stuck through it bad times good times so <laughs> um i feel like right now we are in a good time but also kind of scary but as for me, I'm still going to stick around for it. I've made so many friends with Destiny. It, it's not even funny. The amount of memories I've made. Um, the amount of hours I put into the game, which, uh, based on the chat, it's put 1,500 in Destiny 1 and 1,200 in Destiny 2. Yeah, so there you go. That was to answer the question earlier. Put a lot of hours. So just 
I'm just really excited. The game's brought so much joy for me and all my friends, and it's definitely not coming to an end. At least for me. Well said. And we will be definitely looking out for all of the fun and exciting things that are to come with your journey in Destiny. Hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up next year at GCX when that rolls around. We will, we will make it happen. be there. Guarantee it. Yeah, for sure. And we got a few more things to talk about here on the show, so don't get going quite yet, Guardians. We have Destiny 2 update 7.2.0. Point three that went live earlier this week on the 7th, which is actually yesterday. And quite a few things to talk about on that front, including Trials of Osiris. Big, big updates with Trials. Match wins in Trials will now have a high chance of dropping non-adept Trials weapons. What do you all think about this? It's a good change. I mean, it's going to keep people in the playlist, I think, longer and wanting to play more um, for being rewarded, you know, for playing and not just, you know, like not getting anything where you're winning it or not getting anything until you get that, you know, that the pinnacle reward or, you know, get to the flawless. So I, I think that's a good change. Yeah, just getting the three and the five, the win on the third and fifth is not. I don't think it's enough. I think you need more. Yeah, any any. It's a, we we play games for the loot or play this this game for the loot. So <clears throat> anytime you win, you should get, you should even if you lose. I think you should get rewarded, but especially if you win, you should get rewarded. Yeah, it's incentive for for sticking in and playing. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, back in the day, I was super super PvP hardcore, like PvP or nothing type of style. Um, I want to say I've kind of retired from that, but I still definitely play a lot of PvP. Just not as good. Katie will show. But um, I definitely think that, you know, the more I've played Destiny, the more I've learned that maybe I don't need to, all my guns have to be adept. Maybe not all my guns have to be all gold. <laughs> so maybe having, you know, a, a normal version of, uh, gosh, I forgot what the, the, the SMG is called the one that was just wreaking the havoc. Immortal. The immortal. Like just having a, a good role target lock and something else that like, okay, this is fine. It'll work for me. You know? So I definitely think that at least coming from more of a I guess casual side of things, good change. Yeah, I, I would say for me it's a welcoming change because I'm not really a trials person, so for me to get trials weapons or anything from trials, it's it's rare, few and far between. So I would say this change will definitely encourage me to play more trials, and hopefully trials will have a more diverse player base with some of these changes, and I think that it's going to ultimately encourage more players to get on the grind and do some trials and get some bread from there. So um, I think that's a really, really good change that Bungie is introducing. Uh, Bungie also talked about a few other things that are being implemented in the game. With the Crucible, they fixed an issue where Shaxx's competitive 
Ascendant rank emblem was not being updated with Season of the Witch. That has now been fixed with this latest Destiny update. So great things there. Although I will admit I have not been playing too much comp at all this season. I'm I'm not very much a comp per person. So um, for anyone who does play comp, definitely um, good update there. Seasonal content. This one's really fun. Bungie added a new armor set that was originally intended for the Eververse store, but now it will be available for your ranking in Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit ritual playlist activities. So you will now have a chance to earn some new armor sets that were originally intended for the paid tracks. So I think that's a good change there. What do you what do you all think about that? I think it's good. I think it's good because the best armor was always like the best looking armor was always in Eververse. You know, and so I like the fact that they're actually putting it in game. You don't have to like you can you play the game and you and you get it instead of purchasing it at Eververse. You know, so I mean it's like it's it's just, I, I think it's a good change. It just gives people, like I said, more incentive. You know, it's a carrot, the end of the stick, you know, reason to play and things like that. Be rewarded for your time with a cool new armor set that you don't have to spend bright dust or silver on. I can't recall if Bungie said that they were going to do this with the next few seasons or not. Um, no, but- just this season. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But that it's I definitely think, you know, free loot, cool. I'll take that any day, 100%. But I just I wish we didn't need to get to that state of say Bungie saying, "Hey, we were going to sell this for money, so here it is for free." I wish we you could wish just they have would it. Put it there without saying that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I wish we didn't need to have this conversation in the first place, right? With Bungie. Yeah. But like having to say like we're sorry guys here's a free armor set i'm glad they did that but at the same time you know if an armor set looks like a hive smells like a hive walks like a hive should be in the hive season to earn you know so (laughs) that's how i see it it's a good analogy i i feel like they should just take a step further like uh put all your eververse i gear in in the game as well and just i mean if you want to keep the everest armor in everest as well so people that want to pay can support and pay and people that don't want you know don't have it or would rather grind the game to get the loot and the uh, transmog let them grind and get the transmog but put 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 ever put the whole everest catalog in the game uh, I, i'm not an everest fan Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm in the same boat with Omniprops. I, I think that, you know, it's a welcoming change. It's a positive change in the game, but I also feel like it was a bit of damage control from that state of the game that we got earlier last make, month. Yeah, it was a make good. <clears throat> and I mean, uh, I got a chance to check out that armor that is being made available with ritual weapons. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think it looks that great. So like, I mean, I'll probably get it, but 
it's more for the purpose of grinding for something. I actually think that Season of the Deep armor looks better than that. So I think for me, I would be more incentivized to use my armor from from that. And plus, not to mention that it's artifice armor, so that generally has extra perks that you can have across your characters. So I think that's more of a incentive for me. But still, I think that it's a welcoming change, and I really hope that Bungie is a little bit more considerate with how much armor is in Eververse only and how much armor we get in the game itself because I think that it is important for us to get armor to complete activities in the game and that gives you incentives to play the game because Destiny is a looter shooter. So I think that, you know, we need more stuff to grind for and more cool stuff to grind for in the game. So hopefully that trend continues in future seasons in the game. Bungie did also fix a couple more things that we uh, learned about here in the latest Destiny 2 update. Bungie fixed an issue where players were not able to enter the Hive portal uh, in the helm, and I definitely experienced that problem where sometimes (laughs) I kind of get stuck and I would have to go back and forth and try to get through the portal to go talk to Eris or get my bounties for the new season. So that should be patched and fixed now. Um, The exotic rotator missions had some issues too, where the deep side exotic weapons were not being awarded from the legendary difficulty exotic missions. So that should be fixed now. If you are looking to get the bread, make sure to check out the legendary versions of your favorite exotic missions and Bungie also fixed an issue where players were not able to reach Archie due to lasers and non-functioning teleporters so for any Archie fans I know my dog Rocky loves Archie so we're gonna definitely enjoy visiting Archie and hanging out with him in the tower So, good update there. Bungie is also making a few other updates that were um, implemented here. This is a really interesting one. Anti-champion artifact perks should now all overcharge their respective weapons types and activities where that modifier is active. So, that was a problem before this update went live. That should be fixed. They also fixed an issue that was causing the Malfeasance and Luminarch to benefit from anti-champion artifact perks. So if you were using those two weapons, expect for them to be brought back to its normal functions after this update went live. Um... They also adjusted kinetic tremors to take 14 bullets to trigger on SMGs. So that's another thing to note. And Bungie disabled weapon crafting progression from base difficulty campaign missions. So if you are looking to progress with your crafting, good PSA on that. And other than that, it was just 
fixes that came with Season of the Witch. Um, nothing too major that sticks out with the update with that. So overall, a pretty decent update. Nothing major. It wasn't definitely like one of the bigger updates that we've had in the past with sandbox changes. And Guardians, one more thing to talk about tonight. We have a Bungie weekly update or this week in Destiny for the week of September 7th, 2023. And we have a final call PSA for Guardians for Maui fundraiser. If you are looking to get a really cool emblem and support a really, really awesome cause for all of the devastating fires that took place earlier this month in Maui, Hawaii, do make sure to support the effort. And you have until September 10th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time to purchase the shirt and get the emblem. I'm curious, are you all going to pick up the Guardians for Maui shirt? Or have you picked it up? I definitely need to. 100%. I want to. Um, definitely, you know, for the cause. But um, that shader is really cool, too. I mean, not shader, but emblem. That emblem is really cool. Very pretty. Yeah, like one of the most unique emblems. Yeah, I'm Definitely. going to purchase it right after this call. Nice. Man, King, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I am yeah. totally with you. Like, I, I have to get that shirt. It's such a really great shirt and such an amazing cause, more importantly than just the design and the emblem that we get. I think the cause is really important and um, definitely a great, great effort that Bungie put together to support direct relief efforts for Hawaii. So do check that out by visiting maui.bnglove.org to purchase your bread before September 10th at 11.59 p.m. In other news, we have a PvP strike team update that Bungie provided us this week. (laughs) Great things there. Of course, we did talk about trials now being a little bit more rewarding or a lot more rewarding as we shall see when trials comes back with the weapons um bungie is also looking to get player input on what we think of the crucible uh specifically bungie wants to know what game modes or rules we would like to see implemented in the competitive playlist. Do you all have any thoughts on what your opinions are on comp and how that can be improved? Uh, it's just, it's really hard, especially I've been so burnt out from comp. You know, ever, ever since the trying to get Mountaintop, Luna's Howl, all that stuff, and then ever when they stopped making those, um, those weapons, it's just, it's really hard to get incentive um i forgot um rose they brought in rose for comp which was a nice change but at the same time rewarding so you know if if there's any way that the strike team could 
you know, communicate with the, the uh, with its audience and the comp team, comp team, the comp community. Definitely, hundred percent, all welcomed. But I think for myself personally, I'm just gonna sit back and just see what they're gonna do. They listen to the community. Fantastic. You might see me in comp every now and then, but for now, let's just see what happens. Yeah, wait and see approach. I mean, for me too as well. I mean, I'm gonna play, you know, PvP, even though I've been enjoying things more in PvE lately than PvP, which is, you know, strange for me. But um I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how they're, you know, the maps are gonna be next year, the the map packs that we're gonna get. But I've always been, you know, the mindset more more maps, more modes. Um and more rewards. So that that's kind of like yeah. what I want, basically. Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because you have competitive, which is a three-man activity. You have trials, which is a three-man activity. And I think the more popular one is trials, and it's kind of obvious. It's got uh, a high, a higher prestige, a more prestige of a, of a sort of end, end goal, which is to go flawless and go to the lighthouse. And yeah. it, it's, it's more it's kind of more um uh what's the right word here enticing because it's only once a week so it's it's limited so people want to do it comp i mean you don't know what map you're going to get you don't know what mode you're going to get you don't know what teammates you're going to get you, you know this the, the the ranking system itself is like you know you lose three games you you lose 600, 600 700 points you win you win three games you gain maybe 100 150 you know like it, it's just it it's just it's hard i mean the incentive to play comp is just not there. They need to standardize some things in comp first and, and standardize it across the board. And then it, maybe it'll be more appealing, but especially with game modes like uh, Rift, I don't see anybody enjoying competitive. 3v3 Rift, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, or, not yeah. that at all. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. They need to incentivize comp more. Definitely. Yeah. Is like, like grinding for an emblem is great, you know. But yeah, nice. To what, do you, what do you get? Yeah, what do you get for comp? What What do you get? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with I'm with y'all. I I think that ultimately Destiny is a game that is designed for grinding out to get loot and not just an emblem. I think an emblem is nice, but that is one part of what the rewards should be and not the only thing that you're grinding for. I remember when Mountaintop and Luna's Howl and um, Recluse. Recluse were around, that actually incentivized me to go and play comp because there was a reason why we would we would want these weapons. They were special. They were useful across yep. the entire game. Um, including the raids, including the end game content that you were playing. So I think that moving back into that direction is something that I think will help incentivize the gameplay more. And plus, take some of that Eververse armor or create really cool looking armor and put that in comp. Make Perfect idea. a special armor that we can use that's a viable option that makes the gameplay more fun. And on top of that, Give us more maps and not just one 
new map, but like every season, give us a couple new maps. You know, if you're going to focus on increasing the player activity, I think that new maps are an important aspect of that. And I think that Bungie kind of lost sight of that. And even now with the strike team um, updates that are being implemented, I still think that one map pack a year is still not quite enough. I would expect with every season or every episode that we get new crucible maps that incentivize you to play, maybe design maps around the new raid activity. I think that would be really cool. Imagine if we got a Crota themed map or, or a Ron themed. I guess we did get a Ron themed, right? That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in addition to that, Bungie did provide a few more updates from the Crucible team. The new relic, relic mode is now live and available for testing in the Crucible Labs. There is a new modifier for multiple modes. Uh, Checkmate is starting up on September 19th. Good PSA on that. And um, Bungie is also um, focusing on some of the many things that touch our Crucible experience, including sandbox balancing, spawn ish rewards, and the addition of quality of life features. So we will be hearing more from the Crucible team in future TWABs and updates. So overall, I think a pretty good PSA on that. Great changes with trials. Very excited to play some more trials to get my bread there and we did talk about ritual armor sets but um, a couple of weeks ago joe blackburn did promise that we would be getting new armor and finally we got to see what the armor looks like it is called the Inderlight biosphere explorer and uh ossuary ossuary um for hunter titan and warlock respectively I'm curious, what do you all think about the design of this armor? Are you are you all excited about it? Call me crazy, but this looks like a set that they released. It looks very similar to a previous set. I can't get my name my my hand on the name, but this looks similar to a set that we received during a seasonal it was a seasonal pass set. I don't remember what it was called. Okay. And Omniprops, what do you think? I mean, it's it's all right. Um, it's it's not my cup of tea, but I mean, the more loot, the better, I guess. But uh, I mean, it definitely looks cool. But it, it's I think my rule of thumb is if it's if it's unique, like if you put this armor set compared to like the basic guardian set. If it tells a story, then I'm okay with it. If it's just like a another planned armor, then I'm just gonna, all right. Next, you know. So I mean, I'm all right with it, but definitely excited to see what combinations of armor ornaments stuff like that you can make out of it. Definitely. And what do you think, Shadow Price? Um. Yeah, it looks it looks it looks okay. 
I mean, it's kind of hivey, hivey, hive uh, themed. And, you know, it's uh, I'm like, like um, Omni said, it's probably, you probably make some cool combinations with some of the, some of the, the armor ornaments and things like that. So, I mean, am I going to get it? Probably for the characters, yeah. I mean, I'll play to see if I can get all the pieces. I mean, if you can get them in Crucible, I'll probably... That's how I'll probably end up getting it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I think I might do the same. I mean, with Iron Banner being back, I think that that'll incentivize a lot more PvP gameplay in addition to the Trials updates. I think I'll be playing more Trials as well, so definitely... I'm going to get the armor. I kind of like the legs on the Titan. It, it almost kind of reminds me of like Hive and Siva combination. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I've been playing a lot more in my Hunter. So definitely will be grinding out on my Hunter to get the bread. And yeah, all positive things there. Um, so hopefully Bungie continues on that path of giving us more armor in future seasons as well there oh, is i found it sorry to interrupt the steep the steeplechase set the steeplechase set is the one that it looks like uh for, for the ritual set this this year sorry oh okay that drive cool. me crazy cool. yeah good psa on that and a couple more things that we're going to dive into. The, tre the Tessellation um, Exotic is now available for you to acquire for pre-ordering your copy of the Final Shape and the Annual Pass. And Bungie is putting out a call to action if you did acquire the Tessellation Exotic Fusion Rifle. Um, Bungie is calling out for Guardians to show off their tessellation weapon in the game and submit their um videos for movies of the week so definitely make sure to check that out if you did get your bread and crota's end contest mode just wrapped up a couple weeks ago now and we have a reigning team of Clan Elysium. Congratulations to the team. Saltagrebo, Mobile, Quaz, Kairos, and uh, the team there. So congratulations and Wildfate. Wild um, very cool that they were able to acquire the world's first uh, championship for the fourth time now, there is an interview Crazy. in the TWAB with the team. So if you are interested, do check that out. Uh, we also have some player support updates from Bungie uh, regarding several things here, including the Spoils of Conquest Triumph. Bungie is investigating an issue with Spires of Conquest Triumph for Crotus and that prevents it from being completed. The issue will be resolved in an upcoming update. So definitely make sure to follow us along for the latest updates on that. There is also a ritual 
Violence Seasonal Challenge that is available during week three. And it was incorrect. Uh, players can now complete this challenge by rapidly defeating targets in Ritual Playlist. So good PSA on that. There are also some known issues that Bungie talked about for this week's uh, weekly update that um, you can check out by visiting bungie.net for the full list of issues that are being uh, documented there. So uh, looks like some players are not receiving the Crota's End Contest Mode emblem within the expected time frame. So if you haven't gotten your emblem yet, uh, there are some issues that are preventing that from happening on the back end. So definitely keep an eye out for updates on that. Bungie is also investigating an issue where um, Season of the Deep Sonar Station vendor uh, is not offering bounties. So if you are looking to complete your aquatic operations challenge, I know I'm trying to finish that up myself. Um, that is currently being affected. So make sure to stay tuned for updates on that. Um, there is a known issue with Adelon's ally auto rifle not being acquirable or you can't pull that from your collections. I think that affects how the quest works. So Bungie temporarily disabled your ability to acquire the Adelon's ally from collections. So don't delete it if you already got one. Some weapons from Crow's End do not always have firing audio. So if you don't hear any audio from your Crotus End weapons, um, it is a bug that Bungie is working on fixing. Um, there is a new light tower hanger uh, progression in the quest line that is not currently functioning as intended. So if you are playing through the new light mission, uh, definitely stay tuned for updates on that. And there are some other updates here. Some players are not able to finish the last will and testament mission. Um, and the monochromatic memento artifact perk does not activate with strand if you are looking to use that combination. Uh, the dungeon completion uh, tracker on emblems does not currently function. So if your numbers do not appear correct for dungeon completions, that is a known issue that is currently being worked on by the dev team. And the description for the legendary version of Sabathun's Spire activity incorrectly displays that matchmaking is available, whereas it is not. So make sure to grab your fire team before you go into the legendary version of Sabathun's Spire. And of course, for a full list of updates and issues in the game, make sure to check out Bungie.net for the latest updates. We got Movies of the Week, and we got Artist of the Week for the week of September 7th, so definitely make sure to check that out. Some really cool art and 
movies. It looks like there is a marathon trailer that was made by a Destiny community artist and a few other really cool uh, creative art pieces. So definitely really cool to see all the talented uh, Guardians creating really cool art and movies for Destiny. And congratulations to all the winners. And Guardians, that is the update. And we, we have a little bit of a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And I'm, I'm curious, how would you all rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five? Omniprops, do you want to kick things off? Well, spicy tuna rolls. Interesting. Um, I would give it, you know, say three it's average it's it's coming off right after a big event crow's end so it's not going to be a you know big thick boy so yeah it's pretty good good stuff nothing to nothing i can complain about so nice very cool and mid king how would you rate the bungee weekly update from one to five spicy tuna rolls i'd give it four and a half uh, the Maui update's important. You've got a PvP update, which is rare. Ritual update, which we saw coming. Uh, you've got the Crota results plus the interview, which, by the way, no other team may get four Worlds first again. Uh, that's insane. Uh, and Yeah, I like the movie of the week as well. I'd, I'd say four and a half. Very cool. And Shadow Price, what about you? What would you rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls between one and five? Um, I'm gonna give it like a three and a half. Um, you know, it's uh there's some good stuff in there. Um, not a banger, but not bad either. So I mean, uh, yeah, it's all PSAs in there, but yeah, it's nice for the interview with the world's first, um, four times uh over. And you know, like the PvP update and things like that. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a three, three and a half spicy tuna rolls. Okay, that's fair. So I'm going to be a little bit more harsh on this one because there wasn't a whole lot here. Like, I think the Guardians for Maui is a great cause, but we learned about that a while ago, and they're pretty much telling us, hey, you got a few days left, so... I was kind of hoping we would get a little bit more time to acquire the bread, maybe at least until the end of the month. But, you know, I get that they have other projects on the horizon. So um, just a PSA on that. I really like the update with trials. So I think that that's going to give it a bit more in terms of brownie points from me. And I, I definitely think that Increasing the drop rates of weapons from trials will incentivize me to play more trials in coming weeks. So definitely good update there. It was nice to hear from the Bungie uh, PvP strike team, although I think they're pretty much asking players for what we want instead of giving us updates on what they're doing. So to me that indicates that Bungie is still figuring things out a bit. Um, I'm not a huge fan of comps, so I, I don't think the changes and the updates there really were that meaningful for me personally. 
the ritual armor sets. I mean, I think that was a good update that we did get some new things to grind out for. So I think that's a positive thing. Although not the best looking armor, but also not the worst. So I'm definitely going to grind for it. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, it wasn't really anything major. The tessellation clip call out, I mean, they pretty much want us to submit videos and purchase our copy of the final shape and the annual pass. So nothing really major there. Um, it's nice to see Clan Elysium win the world's first for the fourth time. And nice that they had their interview, although I think we need to get them back on the Destiny show to really do a proper interview here on the show. So um, good interview. I'm definitely going to read that, but I'm going to try to get them on the show and hint. So we're going to work on that. <laughs> uh, player support updates, nothing major there. I mean, some PSAs, um, movies of the week, artists of the week, nothing that deviates from what we normally get in the, in the updates. So yeah, it was an okay update. I, I would say for me, three out of five spicy tuna rolls based on some of the positive uh, trials changes that we're getting and based on the fact that we are getting the armor sets or ritual achievements. So good PSA on that. But nothing really major, you know, coming off from a pretty big week or a couple of weeks in Destiny. So decent things there, but I would say three out of five for me. And Guardians, we have come to that time. What a great show tonight. Thank you all for hanging out live. Thank you, Omniprops, for joining us tonight on the show. Of course, anytime, anytime. Definitely love talking with you guys, chatting, answering questions, what I love to do. Hopefully, someone out there, I inspire a little bit of uh, creativity of you and just, uh, like I keep telling everyone that I see, keep forging fantasy into reality. Definitely. And uh, we'll definitely be looking out for more of your awesome cosplaying uh, during upcoming conferences, especially GCX next year. And um, keep doing great things. We love your costumes and your props and everything that you create in the community. Very, very cool. Very creative. And before we let you go, where can the Guardians learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, so you could follow me um, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, all at Omniprops underscore. So, yeah, I post things about progress pictures, my props, costumes. Uh, I'll do some fun here and there, some little skits with my uh, costumes that I built as well as some props. So, yeah. Very cool. And Mid King, thank you so much for joining us. Really great to have you back on the show. Always a pleasure to catch up and talk Destiny with you, my friend. So thank you so much for joining. A oh, pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, it's great here. So it's hard, it's hard not to keep coming back. Yeah. Well, thank you. Definitely appreciate that. And where can the Guardians learn more about you and where can we find you? Sure. Uh, just link tree slash mid KNG. 
all my links are there. Just L-I-N-K-D-R dot E-E slash M-I-D-K-N-G. You'll find everything. Twitch, Twitter, Discord, it's all in there. Very cool. And Shadow Price, thank you for joining tonight. And where can we learn more about you and what you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you so much. Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on every platform, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, and every major platform where you listen to podcasts. You can find us every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here, twitch.tv slash The Destiny Show. You can find us over on Twitter or X at twitter.com slash The Destiny Show for all of the latest news updates and a little bit of nostalgia about all things Destiny. So definitely make sure to give us a follow. We're also hosting bunch of giveaways for the month of september october november we're just going all out with giveaways with the final shape starfield and some of your favorite games and emblems so definitely make sure to give us a follow on twitter for the latest updates giveaways and more and guardians thank you so much for joining us on the destiny show podcast we hope you have an amazing week we hope you defeat crota again and get that bread get your necrochasm and guardians we hope you enjoy iron banner this week and get your bread there thank you so much for joining us on the destiny show podcast we hope you have a great week and we will see you star side good night guardians